today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Yesterday on the program, we uh, heard from the Hamilton Halton Home Builders Association and uh, their concerns about an interim control bylaw that the uh, city of Burlington City Council has put in place, uh, suggesting that obviously it was going to stifle investment, it was going to be problematic and cost uh, developers an awful lot of money. Uh, we wanted to get the other side of the story, and to that end, we're pleased to welcome back to the program uh, Burlington Mayor Marianne Mead Ward, who joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show. Madam Mayor, thank you for the time. Good to have you with us today. Great to be here. Thanks for your uh, interest, Bill. Well, there's a, a couple of things going on here, and, and I understand, first of all, that one of the uh, uh, developers is has asked for an exemption, and you're going to deal with that, I guess, on the 23rd of this month? Actually, no. Uh, there was no motion put on the floor oh, okay. for any exemptions other than the ones that were outlined in the staff report, which don't undermine the intent of the ICB. They were for minor re- renovations, interior renovations, decks, fences, committee of adjustment matters, those sorts of things, which were never intended to be captured by the ICBL. So uh, so we will be dealing with that on the 23rd. Nobody, There was discussion about exempting uh, one particular property, but none of the council members put a motion on the floor, so there's nothing coming to council. I mean, I suppose they could always do it at council, but there, uh, as far as I know, there's nothing coming forward. We that- didn't vote on it at committee, and uh, and there was no support uh, for it to move it, and six six of us voted for the package uh, that the staff had presented, which did not include that additional exemption. That's uh, 1157 to 1171 North Shore, right? That's right. Yeah, uh, and, and we've seen the, the drawings on that. that, but that's still a conceptual thing right now, isn't it? Well, it's a formal application. Yeah, they of course. Applied for, yeah, an official plan and zoning bylaw amendment, and what um, what I thought was very disingenuous of them was when they put their application in, they uh, used the argument in their planning justification report that they were within the urban growth center and the mobility hub, therefore that, that justified their extra density. As soon as we put the freeze on uh, development so that we could study our mobility hub and what was appropriate in that area, they said, oh, well, we're not really part of that. So, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. So uh, they certainly got an earful from me on that. Let's let's maybe go over some of the things that I don't know if you heard the discussion yesterday, uh, but but and I'm sure you've heard a number of these before from from the the developers and from the the builders themselves, uh, suggesting that this interim control bylaw and I think you've outlined it and characterized it quite well. It's, it's just pace as you I think the phrase you used was hitting the pause button, uh, so, you, cause, yep. so you can reassess everything. They say that that's that's going to cost developers money. Uh, that they've got pro- projects in the hopper right now and they can't wait around for this and time is money. Uh, and the city is really stifling growth and investment. How, do, how does the council and how do you respond to that? Well, I think that's fear-mongering. I think that's a misrepresentation of what uh, this actually does. First of all, to put it in context, this represents 1% of Burlington's landmass. There are lots of developments uh, underway and going through in the city. This uh, this just pushes pause, and our staff will continue to receive applications. They will sin- continue to circulate them for technical comments. Uh, what they won't do is make a recommendation until we have new policies in place. And I will say that if our policy framework had been respected in the first place, we wouldn't be here. This has been a, a I, I'm not just talking about the interim control bylaw, but I'm talking about secondary plans. I'm talking about a number of different things. I mean, councils had some problems trying to wrestle this over the last number, not just recent, but over the last few years. 
in terms of the uh, the interim control bylaw? Or? No, no, no. I'm talking about the overall plan for downtown, exactly how you want to see it grow and where you want to see it grow. Well, we haven't really been masters of our own fate in Burlington. We And, and part of that is because of our planning uh, regime in Ontario, which uh, has an Ontario Municipal Board, laterally replaced by the Local Planning Appeal Tribunal, which, if you look closely at it, isn't going to be that much better, and I can explain why in a minute. But mm. As long as you have that system where an unelected, unaccountable body can override a local council vote, uh, two things happen. Developers have zero incentive to negotiate with you because they just feel they'll get whatever they want at the board or now the tribunal, and they historically that's been accurate. So, so the the incentive to uh, to work together with staff, councils, and the community has been eliminated by that process. Uh, but you also get councils who, uh, in Burlington's case, who would uh, be very loath to spend money on um, on legal fees to fight, and that was a pennywise, pound foolish approach, in my view, because uh, what that meant is we were sitting ducks. All somebody had to do was come to the podium and say, "I'm going to threaten to take you to the tribunal," and. Uh, the council would say, well, you know, what will you settle for? <laughs> and, you know, it, it became kind of picking numbers out of a hat. And that's not good planning, and that's not collaborative planning. So, uh, you know, this new council has made it very clear, and the community that elected us has made it very clear that that is simply not going to be acceptable anymore, that we need to um, work with the development community, but they have to work with us. They have to listen to the community, listen to our council, listen to staff, and we're not going to roll over. And if we have to fight a few cases at the tribunal to send that message, we'll do it. But you you have sent a pretty strong message about what you want to see downtown. I'm talking about you collectively on the council. Uh, you've been very vocal about it yourself, even before you you know when you were just the, the council for that area, not just the mayor. Uh, are, are they not listening? Are they simply saying, "Well, we don't really care"? Because they seem to have different ideas. And and uh, as you say, they've they've got this this trump card here. They can simply go to the tribunal. Uh, and, and you're right, I've seen this happen, not just in Burlington, it's happened here in Hamilton, when I've talked to some of the, the councillors over the last couple of years here as well. Uh, the whole idea of, of trying to meet those those criteria, or to even negotiate a little bit and try for maybe even minor exemptions, seems to be gone right now. The other option is that you let me do what I want here, or we're see you in court. Exactly, and the challenge is that because the council previously has negotiated uh, you know, given away, in my view, height and density unnecessarily to avoid a tribunal, which was a very short-term uh, gain for long-term pain. And, and I'll give you the classic example, the 23-story building approved across the street from City Hall. Uh, then the application comes in for 26 right across the street. That's to be expected. That you, did, you know, the council, by approving something like, like that, has signaled to the market that that's what's acceptable. That undermines our own plan. Decisions like that undermine our own ability to make future decisions. So, so that uh, additional application was not only uh, predictable, it was inevitable. And then the council decided they were going to only give those folks 17 stories, and so they appealed us to the tribunal to get the same 23 as the folks across the street got. That is also rational and predictable. This is a mess that has been created by the decisions made by the previous council. Um, so until we as a council start standing firm and saying our official plan is not broken, and, and that was a message that was conveyed by the, you know, the previous council, and 
and administration and that there's still some that view it that way that we need to correct that mis- misinformation the our plan will get us to our provincial policy growth targets as it is we don't have to give away one additional unit of density other than what's anticipated currently in our plan to take our share of growth and meet our obligations under provincial policy so so that's been you know used as a stick to beat us about the head and uh you know we just need to be stronger to say you know i've read i've read the policies too and this is not what is required and be willing to stand firm and say we will meet you at the tribunal and we will mount a vigorous and strong case to defend what we believe is appropriate planning here but you know ultimately i think what we're going to have to do is remove the mobility hub designation from downtown remove the urban growth center designation because as long as those are there even though we're meeting those targets those will be used to justify excessive overdevelopment in the downtown is is that is that the the rationale that they're using and by the way i, I don't want to paint everybody with the same brush here i mean there's some developers that play ball and 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 live by the rules and and you know try to accommodate everything with, with some of their stuff but every now and Absolutely. then you get you'll get some other people that come along like this and you, well we've you've already talked at length about the addy development of course uh, and and how council has been well basically having to accept that because of the tribunal's decision on this, but but yeah. but therein lies the problem. And you just mentioned the two things about the the provincial designation, the mobility hub, as uh, one of them. Uh, has the province burdened this the, the city of Burlington too much by su- putting these these pressures on these designations that that give uh, developers an idea that that maybe we can go and exceed what these guys are asking us to do? Absolutely. And, and, you know, they didn't become a problem. They didn't, they didn't seem to be a problem until we had the recent Addy decision and some of the other ones because we are on track to meet our targets. So the, the, um, the forecasts under uh, both a, a major transit station area slash mobility hub, which our little bus terminal is, and an urban growth center are the same. It's 200 people or jobs per hectare by the year 2031. Right now, according to multiple staff analysis, we're about 174 people or jobs per hectare. We are well on track uh, with uh, development in the pipeline, and staff have estimated that um, even the applications on the book right now, if they were developed at 60% of what's being requested, we would meet those targets. So we're fine. We don't so so in 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 a sense if those if those designations were actually respected we wouldn't be in have have this problem but what has happened is they've been used to justify significant overdevelopment and so you know some of the applications are you know on a site level basis working out to you know 1000 2000 people or jobs per hectare i mean it's just wildly beyond what was even envisioned in provincial policy. So I'm not sure how that's justifiable, but that's where we are now. And so until we get those removed, we're going to be in that spot. I understand that obviously you and every other municipality is guided by the the planning act. We get that. But uh, there's another factor that needs to be considered here, and I know you've talked about it in, in the past, uh, is the voice of the people. This is This is your neighborhood, not just where you work, but where you live. Uh, the the area that we're talking about here right now. What are you hearing from the residents? Oh, they're thrilled at the uh, interim control bylaw. I get stopped regularly on the street saying it's about time we started doing something to take back control of our planning, 
to get a citizen's voice back. They did their job in the election by electing five new people, who um, almost all of whom ran on a platform of reigning in overdevelopment. So the citizens have, have spoken. They did their job at the ballot box, and now they're expecting us to uh, to do our job to to make those steps to get control back. And uh, so they're thrilled. They're they're delighted. In fact, we get requests from, can you do one over in Aldershot or over in Southeast Burlington where, you know, overdevelopment applications are popping up all over the city. So the citizens would love the whole city right now to be an interim control bylaw. Uh, we've taken a more uh, restrained approach and hoping that we can um, you know, use the usual uh, just voting not in favor of overdevelopment in other areas, but the citizens are thrilled, and this is exactly what they told us they wanted us to do. One of the other concerns, uh, Madam Mayor, that was raised yesterday was was the length of time this is going to take. I know that staff suggested about a year. Uh, there's some concern how that could go well beyond that. What, what's your read on that? We're going to try and do it in a year. Um, we have the right to extend it for a maximum of a second year uh but um but our goal is to get it done in a year do you foresee any 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 cause that would cause you to actually move forward and, and extend this i mean uh it, it sounds i mean to hit pause and say okay we want to reassess here uh I, I, some of the people i've talked to have suggested why why is it even going to take a year it shouldn't take too long at all well if we can do it quicker we will uh, we absolutely will. And so we, we certainly have our work cut out for us. But the great thing is this is a giddy up, let's go council. They don't let, they don't waste any time. They're a bunch of uh, very keen individuals, very thoughtful who are, um, you know, who want to pretty much do their entire four year mandate in the first six months. So, you know, we're. We're a keen group, and we'll get it done faster if there's any way possible to do it. What's, what's job one? What do you, what's, what are first steps here? Well, we have to analyze the the policy framework uh, as it exists and get some real get get a truthful conversation going around uh, the fact that we are meeting our targets. Uh, we need to understand the provincial policy changes and and in fact, the numbers haven't changed. So one of the things that's been said is, you know, our OP is out of date because it was passed in in the 90s with an update in 2008, and, and then the provincial policy changed in 2017. Well. Uh, we did a detailed uh, post-places-to-grow intensification study, which led to a detailed precinct plan for the downtown, which delivered the growth targets in 2008. So we're covered there. And the two, uh, 2017 changes to the growth plan did not change our growth forecast. So we're fine. So, you know, so some of that fact-setting to dispel some of the the, uh, the mythologies that are out there, that'll be something that we for sure need to do. And then we need to have a conversation around is a bus terminal with one bus coming from outside our community, which then I suppose constitutes it in, in some people's minds as a regional bus terminal. Uh, we've got the number 11 from Hamilton. Does that constitute a major transit station area the way the definitions are laid out in provincial policy? And when you read those definitions, no, it doesn't. So, so this is the kind of research and analysis that we need to undertake. Is there going to be public consultation? Oh, for sure, absolutely, and and everyone will be invited to that table. And you know, you mentioned earlier that 
there are good developers. There absolutely are. I voted for probably just as many applications downtown as I voted against because there are some uh, buildings being constructed right now that uh, respected our community, worked with our community, worked with council and staff, and got unanimous approval. And those folks are dismayed by the behavior of some of their members because it, it does create this uh, this combative approach, and it doesn't need to be like that. There's a, I, I sense in the discussion here with the home builders especially, uh, there's a certain sense of animosity, I think, that's, that it's, it seems to be prevalent right now. Uh, how, do you, how do you reach out? I mean, obviously you, can't, you, you want to coexist. You need partnerships in situations like this. How do you smooth those waters over? Well, I'm I'm happy to uh, to talk with them at any time to to smooth the waters. I think the challenge, though, is that the situation has been give us what we want or else we'll take you to the board. It's really hard to have a relationship with somebody when when you're dealing with in, with a threat based relationship. And so when we say back to them, well, we're not going to stand for that. That's kind of where the relationship has gotten to. So, uh, you know, we have always been at council and myself, and if you look at my track record on voting for applications, uh, the ones that I have working very uh, closely with the community and developers on those applications to make changes where I've been able to support them, that's my track record. And I'm happy to do that with any developer who truly wants to work with the community uh, and not just say, well, I think this is what it needs to be, and that's the way it is, and if you don't like it, I'll take you to the tribunal. It, it's hard to have a relationship when that's the starting point. It's uh, going to be an interesting process over the next little while. Uh, as always, sure will. Uh, as always, thank you so much for the time today. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, follow this with great interest as this unfolds over the next little while. You're very welcome. Thanks for your interest, Bill. Take care. That's uh, Burlington Mayor Marianne Mead Ward, of course, explaining the city council's position about this interim control bylaw. And, and I've heard from some of the residents there as well that are quite happy the council's doing this. Uh, some of the developers, not so much. And uh, some of the ones that, uh, that that the mayor just referenced are uh, very concerned about the holdup and how much money this is going to cost. So it's going to be interesting to see how they respond to this and which, what kind of a role they're going to play in this process. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.